as I mentioned, Race Recap started as a newsletter project. So at that point in time, in 2023, it was an interesting season because we just came off Max dominating two world championships in a row. So, but at that point in time, from a content creation, content creator's perspective, I don't really see a lot of F1 content on LinkedIn. Welcome to RacePod. So, hi there. I'm Nathan, and joining me today is Jonathan. So, yeah, so together we are two F1 fans who are passionate about creating content on LinkedIn. So in 2023, we created Race Recap, which was a newsletter project to find passionate fans on LinkedIn. And throughout the course of the project, we managed to create content around race recaps, interviews, and analysis of current Formula One event. So that's it based on the newsletter project. Now we're venturing on a new initiative called RaceBot, which is basically an, an extension of our race recap content pillar. So... Yeah, today we just wanted to do a little bit of a, you know, sort of like an introductory episode on what RacePod is and also the origins of, on Race Recap and how it all first started. So without further ado, John, how are you feeling so far about the upcoming season and your entire one-year journey with Race Recap? Yep. Okay, so one-year journey into Race Recap has been interesting because um, I'm not a full-time content writer, so it's been interesting getting back into the speed of writing content regularly and some of the challenges the ups and downs we will speak about shortly and has been interesting well i think all effort content creators could have wished for a better season i think all of it with max dominating the season yeah. the news hasn't been the most exciting but well we we take what we can get yeah so basically if you're listening to us for this very first episode we're literally going to give you a brief you know catch up and refresher before we head into the upcoming 2024 season and we're just going to cover a few questions to dive in the history of Race Recap, the newsletter, and also what you can expect from me and Jonathan on RacePod. So the very first question I have, uh, actually you can start, you can take this first question, John. Yeah, okay. So as we both created Race Recap, why don't you give our listeners the background on how Race Recap started? Right. So as I mentioned, Race Recap started as a newsletter project. So at that point in time, in 2023, it was an interesting season because we just came off Max dominating two world championships in a row. So, but at that point in time, from a content creation content creator's perspective, I don't really see a lot of F1 content on LinkedIn. So I literally just thought, hey, you know, I like Formula One. And at that point in time, I was creating content on LinkedIn for about two years per se. So I decided to create a newsletter on my personal profile and for a while I did create content but it wasn't sustainable because I was doing it all alone and it sort of died off and then right after that even though I wasn't really creating content uh, for Race Recap the numbers for the subscribers kept on accumulating. So uh, yeah at the start of this year I actually asked your help John uh, to basically you know uh pitch you the idea on whether it's feasible for us to run the newsletter together. Long story short, you said yes. And yep, that's how Race Recap like officially began. I wouldn't consider anything prior to that a beginning because like it re- nothing really started, right? It was just me, you know, hosting the newsletter and it just kind of like fizzled off over there. So that's how it first started. 
Yeah. Okay. That is definitely been interesting. And I think as I mentioned previously, I am not a full-time content creator or writer. I did some writing in the past. So it's been a nice change getting back into the uh, swing of things. Oh, yeah. I mean, on that note, why not you let the listeners know is like, what's the context of our like relationship? I wouldn't say relationship, that's a little bit cheesy, but you know what's what's the context of us? Like we worked we worked together in the past before, right? This isn't the first time we've worked together on something. So I mean just you no know, let listeners in on a little teaser on what what led to race recap and yeah. Yeah, um as Nathan has pointed out that this isn't the first time we we worked together. Uh we used to work for a legal tech startup as like because we were both writers there. We've collaborated on some of the articles for various publications and that's where we got a, a working relationship in, in the sense of how, how we write and jive together. So this isn't the first, but I guess in this sense, having a podcast like this is probably something even some of our friends have suggested for quite a number of times. Uh, yeah. Shout out to you, Lucas, you if you're listening. Yeah. Uh, so I guess it's something that has been in the works for a couple, uh, number of years and now we've decided, decided to finally uh, take the plunge and see how how it goes. Yep. So on. Yep. So what were some of the highlights? The very first season when we wrote race recap together for an entire year. Yep. Okay. I can highlight a couple of the pieces that we did. One of them was right at the early part of the season. Um, it was the chaos in the Australian Grand Prix. Yeah. Okay. With, with that thing with the red flag and the, and the and the crashes and the utter chaos of what was going on. Uh we were watching it in a pub at the time and then like at, 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 at that moment it struck me as like yeah this would probably be a good uh, a good article to write for race recap and that's where probably I would say the first in-season analysis article came about which I thought was actually quite a decent start because we were analyzing on how the FIA's rules and race procedures that led to that incident mm-hmm. so that was yeah. one highlight I would say another one would be when we got uh, Matthew Wright from uh, Mercedes Hybrid Power uh, Powertrains uh, to come along. We were connected to Matthew uh, through a mutual friend of ours. Um, shout out to you, Jen, if you're listening. Yeah. So we got connected to him because our friend was uh, university based with Matthews, and it was quite an interesting conversation we had, getting his insights into the factory side of the Mercedes team. And how they how they coping and what were they looking forward to in the twenty twenty six regulations? And that was actually quite a very technical and interesting insight into how battery operations work. And he was he was a joy to have an interview, and he was very excited about what we're doing as well. Mm. Right, I think for me, oh, it's so hard to pick because we we had some really, really really good ones. I think the one that I really remember was when Andretti dropped the news uh, no no not when FIA dropped the news that Andretti was accepted as the 11 team on the grid oh, and I know yeah. you were super super you were waiting for like half a season to write the article so when the news <laughs> dropped I think we got it out like from a week uh, from when the, the announcement was made yeah that, that was that was intense because I was actually editing the article while I was working actually so it was super super intense I remember there was that one day I was so nerved you know, like literally, there's some people in the office that you know that try to you know office right being the office, and I was so nervous. You know, it's like don't mess with me. I wanted to get this article right, so yeah, I needed ended up being one of our best performing articles. I think you wrote that like also during yeah, it was it was kind of I I I was writing that at work as well. So I was finding like this quiet corner, and then I spent just two or three hours just uh 
hashing it out. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I guess I thought that was one of the most interesting things. And then coming from, uh, the way that we analyzed it was that it was from a legal and regulatory standpoint, mm. which coming from our background it makes a lot of sense. Mm. And so it, it was quite different. And then like seeing the reception it got and the, and the fact that it was received quite well by the LinkedIn community as well for being quite a quite a very in-depth analysis on it, especially from the FIA, FIA competition law perspective. So yeah. That, yeah. That, that was a good thing and definitely a highlight. I th- yeah, I think the article for me was a highlight as well because that was the very first time I actually changed the thumbnail for our articles. So that, yeah, so that was kind of like, I, I, th- I thought we needed a change as well. So yeah, it's just very nice to just flex the creative muscles. Yep, cool, cool. Bunch of highlights from, you know, just our first season writing together. I guess moving on, like, what were some of the challenges uh, you found, you know, uh, doing this new starter project together for an entire year, which still blows my mind because I never actually thought that we would actually write an entire year together. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was definitely a surprise, especially considering I haven't written full-time regularly for quite a while. Yeah, yeah. I guess the part that was quite challenging at times was trying to find the uh, continuing motivation as well in, uh, for our race recap formats, especially during the summer season and everything because they were almost two to three races in a month. And then because we were initially sticking by a monthly schedule so mm. we were trying to ha- hash out on how, how to turn it around because with the way the calendar the Formula 1 calendar in 2023 was it was there was a very strange quote oh, sometimes sometimes there are quite a big gap between races and some of them there are like three races in four weeks so yep. it was a bit hard for us to schedule as well which we will come to later which is part of the reason why we are splitting it off into some of it on the race part and then in order to have a more streamlined content process Right, right, cool. Yeah, I think one of the most difficult thing was just figuring out a format that worked for us, especially for our race recap content pillar, because like you mentioned earlier on, like Max was just dominating the entire season, which just made creating content a little bit hard when you kind of know. I mean, Max only lost one race in 2023. No, no, no. He... Three, three. Yeah, three, three races. Yeah, yeah. so... Check check all one point as well. Yeah, yeah. After that, Max was just on the road. So... It was really hard and also like there was no silly season so that made things just really really hard. There was just a content drought over there. Max dominating, there was another content drought. So yeah, and like you mentioned the calendar was just a bit weird for us because we were sticking to like a two races, uh, uh yeah, like a bi-weekly race. No, a two, a two, we were recapping two races in one shot. So that just made things a little bit difficult in terms of like the scheduling and stuff like that. I think for me, the challenge was just balancing race recap uh, with my full-time job. I think it's a, it's a struggle that you face as well, John. I think for me, yeah. um, I work as a full-time writer with an agency. So that means that I write every single day and then <laughs> for a race recap, I'm writing and, you know, running something on the side, especially when it's relating to content. You're always thinking about it constantly, 24-7. Your brain never really shuts off. I mean, case in point, we figure out the, the name for our interview series literally while we're talking at work. So <laughs> it goes to show that we don't really <laughs> shut up about the news that mm. you know on the very first first year we were running it so yeah balancing that was ex- I wouldn't say extremely difficult because I had you no know, experience managing multiple stuff in the past before but still doing it while working full time wasn't easy Um, so yeah that's just for me and also yeah in terms of like the motivation level right up to the point where we dropped um, that Andretti article and a couple of our later analysis article it was kind of like a little bit meh there, there wasn't much going on uh, our race recap 
race recaps in particular weren't super doing super well in terms of the numbers. So yeah, I think the interviews and analysis pieces really helped us to pick up a little bit more traction heading towards the second half of the season. So yeah, that's it on my end. Um, with that said, yeah, yeah, I I think to add on to that is that's why uh for all all our followers and all of those who supported us is like really appreciated our our interviewee as well. They've been amazing. Uh, that's why we are trying to curate some more interviewees for our trackside talks with the internet, which we could usually schedule it on a relatively regular basis. But I would say. The only one that uh, would be difficult would be for analysis because those usually are very ad hoc in nature because it comes up in various situations which may or may not come. So I guess it could be difficult in order to have like a balanced content of the tree because analysis is a very ad hoc. So yeah. as opposed to the other, as supposed to race recap track site where you could relatively schedule it and balance it out. Mm. All right. Um. With that said, yep. we're down to our very last question. So why not just let yep. in let our listeners in on what uh, they can expect from Wayspot for the upcoming season? Yeah. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I would say we are maintaining a three pillar strategy um, with analysis and track side talks to be relatively consistent. Uh, we expect the same in, uh, the same style of interviewing for interviewees for track side, and then for analysis, it always depends on. You know, but situation comes up and things that need to be analyzed and with my expertise from, from the regulatory and legal side, we would take it as they come and then we will keep you updated. And with several commercial aspects, everything which I would say there have been several commercial aspects, even with deals and sponsorships, like how Audi isn't technically Audi yet, it's still with Sauber's weird naming thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. fake, which we all have a lot of patience so yeah. yeah those that may come up especially in various a, a story definitely shout us out in the comments if there's anything that you would like us to cover oh, yeah, uh, yeah. From, from, from any any standpoint and we will try our best to get to it the only thing that will maybe be changing will be our race recap format previously we, as previously mentioned we try to keep it at, keep it at two races and then we try to have like five talking points each Yeah, yeah. so we are trying to split that off now into into three talking points per race and then you can go up to two or three races and try to keep it like on a monthly basis and also the remaining two points per race or anything that have not made it into the main the big three talking points will be covered here on the race spot so think of the race spot as a deleted scenes of what couldn't make it into the newsletter it's an additional aspect of what goes into our race recap and in addition to the things that happened on track things that didn't make it onto the newsletter that happened off track between races and during uh, during the Sydney season or between races would also make it onto the race pod so that we can streamline what we have on the newsletter to be fully focused on what happens on the track at, at the race weekend or better of all worse yeah yeah it's interesting I mean the race pod was just basically one it allows us to Talk a little bit more. Uh, to uh, talk a little bit more in the sense that we're not limited by the word count. Cause in running race recap in the previous season, we found that even with five storylines, sometimes there's just way too much to talk about. Like if you release a race recap, you know, a few days later, with just this tends to happen because of the weird scheduling issue, you find that there's there's just so many stuff to talk about that we can't really fit in the newsletter. So that was the whole reason why we decided to 
have a podcast to serve as an extension or our race recap content pillar. So yeah, this thing of like what John said, the race recap as its own separate entity. And the podcast is more of like, you know, something that we can talk about the races and also anything in between that we may or may not have missed out. So yeah, with that said, so that's the very and, end. And yeah. also, I think I would add, like, I think Nathan, you would agree as well, like, because we are also, we are also not abiding by the self-imposed two races per, per content rule. So it gives us a bit more flexibility and also more consistency in terms of scheduling. So we are now trying to release one race recap and a race pod on a monthly basis. Yeah, yeah. And, and as, as and when it comes up. So yep. can I expect at least one update from us every month, except maybe the summer, summer schedule where we will try to put in either an analysis or, or transact talks in the meantime. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So, yeah, because like we mentioned, we're both full-time working adults. We're not full-fledged content creators per se. So we needed to figure out something that was feasible and sustainable for us in the long run as well. I mean, with that said, we did get a third member who will mainly be handling more of our LinkedIn page and you can expect uh, us to react to the races uh, live and uh, not live. I mean, we can react to the way, we can react to the races a little bit quicker with the LinkedIn page and with the third person. So in that sense, you got your instant content on the go and also you got the more long form content that's uh, covered on the races every single month. So there's a nice balance over there. That's about it. I don't think I missed out on anything else. Once again, thank you all for your support, whether it's commenting on our newsletter or, you know, for all of our interviewees who have reached out to us and who have agreed to be interviewed by us in the past. We really thank you all for your support and no, we just can't wait to see where Race Recap goes in 2024. And yeah, any last words, John? I think for all of us, uh, to the fellow fellow Formula fans on LinkedIn and those that have offered us support along the way as well. And with some of us, we may, we will always be interested in having conversations with you, any collaborations. We'll be happy, we'll be happy to listen and help each other as we're trying to build this community on LinkedIn. And I guess for all of us, let's just hope that we have an exciting Formula 1 season up ahead with more variety and also more news for us to cover and for all of us to enjoy. Well, that's it from us from Race Pod for episode one. Meanwhile, do follow us on our LinkedIn page and don't forget to listen to this episode when it's out on Spotify.